This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast. It is... I don't even know what date it is anymore. I've been doing these recaps for two extra months longer than what I'm used to. The days just blend together after a while. My hair is longest as it's ever been. I don't know when it is. All I know is that we are in the end part of the Calder Cup Finals and the end of hockey as we know it for the 2022-2023 season. Because that's it. There's nothing else. There's nothing else after this. NHL's done, ECHL's done, college is done, everyone's done. And here I am, the last one, one standing. My name's Richard Blosser, welcoming you to the Grit and Barrett podcast, the first and only Hershey Bears-focused podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, who helps get this show out there. Thank you to everyone who's been sticking with me on this journey that this has been, and especially this past week. As the Bears hosted three home games in five days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. And the last time we talked, the series was tied at two games apiece. And the Bears and the Firebirds were going at it Saturday night at Giant Center. Now, yours truly still had to work on Saturdays. For those of you who followed me a little bit more personally, you know how this goes. Saturdays are my 12 hours. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. That means I ain't getting to Giant Center until 6.30. That's just how it is. So, during an April, this is not that bad. It's not that bad. I mean, rounds one and two, if there was a Saturday, I'd get there. And it's, it's, it's not that bad. But this is game five. This is the last home game. This is, fans are amped up. There's been a party in the plaza going on since three. Hershey Park's running at full... At full strength. And I'm going to drive in at 6.30? <laughs> am I nuts? Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. So I get there around 6.30. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get my usual, um, let's see, eastern parking lot. I'm going to be on the east side of the lot. And I'm usually about midway back. And that's what I just deal with because it's easy parking. Uh, but I know I'm not going to get this because this place is going to be packed. So I pull in. And I am way far out there. I'm out near the mansion. Oh, this is going to be a, a walk, and there's not a, lot of, not a lot of parking spaces. Actually, for the first time ever, I actually backed into a, a, a spot at Giant, at Giant Center. And not that I can't. I, I move big tractor trailers for a living, so I know how to back things up. It's just... I've never had to do it in the Giant Center capacity, and always that fear of hitting something, but... Never happened. We're fine. We're fine. I closed up. Double made sure. Didn't hit anybody. We were fine. We were fine. Grab the stuff. Grab the child. In we go. In we go. And I'm just flying through the parking lot. It is a crisp 80 degree June day at Giant Center. I'm getting in there. 
getting up there, getting to the front. I'm like, okay, I need to get in. Need to get in. Weaving through people. I'm in convention mode. Start. Excuse me. Through coming through, hearing people. Oh, Louise, how's your child doing? Don't care. Get through. Get up to the front of the line. Line, nobody's there. This is a good sign. And some lady gets held up because of the bag policy. Well, I brought it in Wednesday and nobody said anything. Ugh. Thankfully, the one security lady just looked at me and went, is that all you have? Yeah, this is all I've got. You're fine. Go, go. Great. In, scan, bam. I'm going to the back and I'm getting my meatball sub. We have a system. We have a system in place. My brown shirt, my Tondro socks, Tomas Kondratik, Burgundy swatting bear jersey, and a meatball sub. We have a system. How this has gone the past two days. We are not messing anything up. Nothing is getting messed up. Nothing. And so I get there with the boys. And I start eat, start eating my proverbial dinner. And our friends from Hartford came down. Down Kevin and Justin came down. Um, Jen from Hartford as well. And I've liked that throughout this week. I've been able I've been able to meet some other AHL friends as well that they've came out to to Giant Center, you know, just to observe a finals. There's no malice. They're glad that a team is in the finals. Even a Phantoms fan came out. You know, Sean, top hat Phantoms guy, came out. Great guy, friend of the show. I mean, he comes out to Hershey for all seven road games against Bears and Phantoms. Seven, dear Lord. But it's time to go. Giant Center is packed. 10-7 easily at Giant Center. And I go up there and out comes Amy Lambert to sing the national anthem. And she goes, will you join me, Giant Center? Oh, boy. And we all start singing. And we're all singing the national anthem. She's singing too, but that's okay. I thought she would back out and let the... And let the people sing and let the scene tell for itself. But it still did. It was a little slower than usual. But God bless. It was a beautiful scene. And yes, I still win. Gave proof through the night! Still doing it. There is a lot of rockets. Red glare out there. And a healthy smattering of... Oh, say does. Always good to hear the Orioles contingency at Giant Center. Always great to hear that. But en- but enough pleasantries. It's game five. It's a best of three series now. And how is this going to go? The puck is down and we are underway. And all right. Maybe the Bears are going to come out flying. Maybe we're going to we're gonna go. We're going to get shots and on the court. We're going to score early. We're going to get into it. And uh, defense playing very conservative, a lot of cross passes in zone, and a lot of safe up ice passes on the side. Okay, puck gets dumped in, not a lot of forechecking out of either team. Okay, dump the puck in, if there's not an obvious play there, back off and fall back on defense. Okay, shots are only 3-3, eight minutes in, what's going on here, people? What's... What are we doing? What are we doing here? And my buddy and I'm I'm watching this tense. I have a couple of hockey do bros beside me. Beside me. They're like, yeah, this is gonna be great, man. It's gonna be great, man. We're gonna drink at every goal. <laughs> if you only knew. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm like, got the child beside me in the cup holder. I'm like, uh, can we please get something going? 
And the entire period, I mean, the Bears do get a power play. Riker Evans goes off for interference. But even the power play is playing it safe. Point sides, point sides, not a lot of crossing feed. The Firebirds are in that square, and they are taking away everything in the slot. Some long shots try, and nothing on Decord. Sticks in lanes, bodies in shooting lanes. Firebirds get a power play as Lucas goes off for slashing. But the Bears have, have taken care of this Firebirds team really well and killed that off. And we get out of the first period. Shots are 8-6 Hershey. But this game feels very defensive. Very worried. The sticks are being held tightly. And my buddy Jesse looks at me and goes, this is a defensive base game. And this is... This is a game where nobody wants to mess up. This is where safe passes, take the puck in the zone, don't force anything. If you have a shot, if you have a clean shot, take it, but don't do anything stupid. The stakes are being realized in this. This is game five, not game two. This is game five in a best of three. You go down in this, you have the disadvantage going... Going back to the Palm Desert. The Silver Chalice lies out in the desert. Desert. For all you Legend of Zelda fans, it's out in the Gerodo Desert. But it's out in the desert. But who will have the advantage going out there? And after the first period, it's very tense. And we go back up there for the second. And the Bears are starting to press a little bit more. Coachella Valley's getting a little bit tired. Although the pass is coming in. Back out to the point. Morelli, long shot, down! Decord, big rebound, big rebound, Beck comes in, it's there, he shoots, and he misses, he swung and misses, it's locked out of the zone, how do you miss it, it's right there, it's right freaking there, Beck, Jesse gives me this, dude, dude, I'm like, I'm like, it, it, it's tense, I'm nervous, and I had a 12 hour day before this, and the Bears are pressing, they're trying the long shots on Decord, we're still doing this high-low game. Trying to get the defensemen somewhat involved. But the defensemen don't want to shoot. They just want to dump the puck in deep. The Bears do get some of their fort check going as Mason Morelli steals it. Crossing feed over to McMichael who shoots and misses everything. Oh my gosh. Coachella Valley does get two power plays in the period, including we get called for too many men. The lamest penalty in all of hockey. And it's still 0-0. After two. After two. And even us coming down here, we try to crossing feed. Feed. McMichael to Pilon, who... It gets broken up. Broken up. And I hear behind me out of Jesse's mom. Out of, out of Jesse's mom. Too much fancy. Too much passing. And, you know, sometimes you just don't want to hear anything out of the missus. Sometimes you just don't want to hear anything. I heard that. And I didn't say this directly to her, but I just went, I know! I know they're passing! I know! We know! They know! They all know! As to what led at the end of the second, him coming up to me going, I'm saying this the nicest way possible. Calm down. Which is his own way of telling me, calm the fuck down. And I apologize for what I said. It wasn't just what I said to his mom. It's not the first time I've kind of babbled off on her because she just, she says hockey things. And I, t- I react things and take things too literally. Still love her. She's our hockey mom. She is. Love her. But, 
you know, that was a mistake on my part because I'm tired. I'm anxious. This is a really big game. And we go into the third. We march to war and to our doom. And we go up there for the third. And in comes Coachella Valley. All their levels on offense. Connor McMichael goes off for interference. I'm like, okay, here we go. This is it. This is it. But the Bears penalty kill stands firm. And the clock starts winding down. Minutes coming off. Tick, tock, tick, tock. As Karrion Cross would say, tick, tock. And the minutes wind down. Five minutes to go, I look at Jesse. And I go, this is overtime, isn't it? He goes, oh yeah, it's overtime. And still we're playing the very safe plays. The very safe plays in this. Power plays are 3-3 each. Three each. Fans are on pins and needles in Giants Center. And we're going to overtime. There in Giants Center. Zeros on the board. Shots were... Da, 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 da. 20 for Coachella Valley and 24 for Hershey. But Coachella Valley led the period and wanted to end it as we go into overtime. Because why the hell not? Thank God it's Saturday. This is my Friday. So, fine. Fine. Even though we're going to a Nationals game tomorrow morning, that's not till 1.30. Okay. Let's go to overtime. And me and the boys, again, me and Joe, we march to our doom. This is it. This is it for Giant Center at Hockey. And we go to overtime. And now the Bears come out flying. Now their forechecking is generating chance, chances. Chances. As Pilon comes in, tries to get a deke in and try to make it a three on two. And he gets held up by Tyson. Power play for Hershey in overtime. Time. It had to be bad. Had to be bad to call it. The hook's the crook, Jerry. And get set up. Get set up, boys. Over to Logan Day. Wrister on the way. Misses everything. Gets it back on McMichael. Michael looking. Shoots. Misses everything. And the Firebirds are able to kill it off. Oh, God. Oh, God. But a few minutes later, minutes later, the Bears forechecking still causing problems. Mason Morelli looks to get into the zone. Goes down low. And Gustav Olsen, he's going for a hook. Going for a hook down low. That's what it is. He's got another power play for the Bears. You gotta score, lads. You gotta score. Power play for the Bears. As I've said, Gustav Olsen, brother to Victor Olsen, they're in, they're in Buffalo. Bears win. Get set up. Back out to Logan Day. Restore on the way. Saved by the cord. Cord. Back up to McMichael. Crossing feed. Ethan shoots. No, can't get it in. The power play winds down. Five seconds left. Four seconds left in it. The Bears work it around the around the boards. The boards. They're going to switch guys off. Off off comes one. In comes another. Doors, doors left open. Olsen comes out of the box. Firebirds try to clear the zone. Logan Day keeps it in. Keeps it in. Off comes one body. In comes Mason Morelli. Goes into the slot. Olsen, he fell down. Olsen fell down. Garrett Pilon in the slot. He shoots. He scores. He scores. He scores. Garrett Pilon scores. They did it. Garrett Pilon has ended the game. It's over. It's over. It's over. Bears win. Bears win. And the Firebirds are pissed. They wanted too many men. They want too many. But the door was open. That does not mean that somebody was on. Just the door was open. 
And the Firebirds were trying to get their personnel back on too. They cancel each other out. Hella Bear even got tripped near the end of the power play. Arms stayed down. Fuck it. It's playoff hockey. Chaos rules. Garrett Pilon. Rister. Scored. Mason Morelli. Screened to court who had no idea where it was. And the game is over. Garrett Pilon is fourth. Mason Morelli his seventh. And Logan Day his tenth assist. Bears win it. One nothing the final in game five, and we're going to the desert. Up three games to two. Oh my god. Your three stars. Joey Decord, 31, 30 for 31 and 70 minutes of play. Hunter Shepard, 21 for 21. And Garrett Pilon with the winner. And the place just goes nuts. I go nuts. I'm slapping the bros beside me. High-fiving our guys up up top. You can't hear Jared's goal announcement. The Bears are nuts. Going nuts. We slap the 13th puck on there. Or the 13th Bear Scratch. And that's... And that's it for Giant Center. That's it. There's no more hockey that's going to be played there. And the Bears get the win. Boy, was that needed. And they swept all three games here at home to take a lead in the series. And boy, what a different tune I'm singing compared to a week ago. And what a great job for the boys. They played their game tight, defensive, low scoring, and they held Coachella Valley. And they took all three games here at home. But now the game's a changing. Now we have to go to the Palm Desert. We have to go. And the boys left early Sunday morning. Early Sunday morning they left. And they venture out to the Palm Desert. I keep saying that because that's exactly where it is. Because this arena sits in the middle where sand is. And that's where the legendary silver chalice is. The Bears have two chances to win one. And I don't know how this is going to go. The Firebirds are 5-0 and in elimination games. The Bears are 8-1 and in clinching games. I think that's how it is. And the Firebirds are very good at home. They're 37-1-5-3 all season. That includes playoffs and regular season. And to go out there to the nest. I've always described the playoffs as... Well, not always, but I always see the playoffs as Dr. Wiley's Castle from Mega Man. Yes, another video game reference, but stay with me. The Wiley's Castle was always difficult. Because after every stage in every Mega Man game, whenever you beat a boss and go to another one, all your weapons got refilled, all your life got refilled. When you went to Dr. Wiley's Fortress, none of your weapons got refilled. None of them. Your life did, but none of your weapons did. And it was all an endurance run. And now, whenever you faced Dr. Wily's machine, it was always two parts. It's always been two parts to it. That's how it's been since Mega Man 1. And I'm talking about, talking about the NES here. There was always two parts to it. One was one form, and two was a second. And we've beaten that first form of Dr. Wily. Now, we have to go deep into Wily's fortress and face whatever boss is going to get thrown our way. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. For those of you those of you OGs, this is like facing the alien in Mega Man 2. If you know, you know. 
There'll be a watch party at Giant Center Monday night, 10 p.m., and yours truly will be there. And we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Let's end this. Let's end this. We ended it on a Monday back in 2010, and this whole series has shades of Texas 2010. So let's end it. We've ended everything else in six. Let's end it out in six, and we'll see how that goes right after this. But before we continue, Bears fans, it's time to light the lamp. The hockey playoffs are over, but that doesn't mean you still can't get on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet just $5 and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Look, the sports roller coaster may be coming to an end for another year, but we still got baseball and other summer sports to bet on, and DraftKings can help you with it. When you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpma.org. In New York, call 788-8HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most Eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. State-specific gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Eligibility deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. And we're back, everyone, on the Grits and Barrett podcast. It's time to record, well, not record, game six, everyone, on a Monday night. And it was time to go. It was time to seek out the legendary Silver Chalice there, out there in the Palm Desert. And all day, (laughs) all day, oh, the butterflies set in at around 6 or 7.30. Who the hell am I kidding? It was settling in earlier than that. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, we could do this. We've handled this team so far. We've done this. We can handle them. We could do this. And Giant Center was open for business for a watch party on a Monday night. Okay, I don't have to work the next day. I can go. And if we pull it off, I hear there's some delicious merch in the house. And I'll be able to stay late and honk horns and wave towels deep into the night. So I get there. And there is a good amount of people there. Not that I should be surprised, but people drove up. There was a graduation there for some cyber charter schools thing but i get there and we go in they have a skeleton crew of staffs and a few stands open bless them and um it took a little bit to get in because well line management and organization was not really all that important but fine fine i go in i go in and there's there's the bell And it says, ring to win. And I look at it and I reach for it and I go, no, no, no. You haven't rung it so far. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And I hear it all over the place. Go Bears! Go Bears! 
And we go into the bowl and we try to go up to our seats in 217, but the security says, no, 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 100 only, 100 only. Okay, 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 that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Would have been nice if that was said on the socials, but we put it out there on the Facebook so everybody knows and everybody's in. About a good healthy 3,000 people, the late night owls showing up, people stuffed into the club section all around the 100s, and we're getting ready to go. All right, this is it. Game six. We beat Manitoba in six. We beat Texas in six. We beat Rochester in six. We could do this. We could do this. We've beaten them three times in a row. We could do this. And we get underway. The puck's down there in the Palm Desert, and the bears start flying. Throwing shots it on Decord. Already up 3 nothing. 3 nothing. They're in shots. And Snively's able to steal the puck down one. Throws one in front. Connor McMichael. I score! I score! Connor McMichael scores! Yes! Yes! The Bears score! Connor McMichael cleans up the trash in front. And for once, we have a lead out there in the Palm Desert. Yes! And I'm jumping up and down. one nothing, baby! You have no idea how big that important first goal is. It shows we can score on Joey Decord. We can get a goal. We can get a lead out there. We can get a lead out there, and we've shut that building up. All right. First five minutes, we played our game, and that's what we got to do. Connor McMichael, his fifth. Joe Snively, his 12th assist. Lucas, his fourth. And the Bears are playing, we're playing pretty good, but there's a pushback by Coachella Valley, as to be expected. Expected, they're getting the pucks in, they're kind of getting their cycle game going, a long shot deflected on Hunter, nope, hot fire, away, we're good, we're good, we're good. But the, the Firebirds are once again getting bodies in front, pushing us out to the boards, Bears trying to get the puck through the neutral zone, stuff getting broken up, chip plays past the defenseman, Either get broken up or there's Joey Decord, the third defenseman back there for them. And the Bears take a penalty. Actually, we take a penalty. Gabriel Carlson goes off for hooking. Fine. We stifled this power play. The power play is 20% in, in the playoffs, but we've handled them. It's fine. Stick them. Stick them. And Lehigh Valley, Coachella Valley gets set up. All right, guys. Push him out to the boards. Push him out to the boards. Throws one in front. Max McCormick backhand. They score. Damn it. Who's got Max? Max McCormick is 13th. Andrew Potolorinski is his 7th. Riker Evans is 19th. We're tied. (sighs) Okay. 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 Can't hold their power play forever. Can't hold their power play forever. We'll be fine. And the pa- and the Firebirds come right back at it. Come right back in on, on the Bears. On the Bears. Their building is raucous. The Bears try to dump it out. Riker Evans keeps it in. Throws it down low to Hayden. Who's got it in? He shoots. He scores. Damn it. Come on. Two goals in two minutes. What are you doing? Two goals. John John Hayden, his first, because of course, because that's what we do. Hayden is first. Two goals in 90 seconds. Riker Evans is 20th assist. Vile Petman hits fifth. And Coachella Valley's in the lead. Nice job, guys.
Two minutes and they're right back in it. Have you learned nothing from games one and two? Or even game three, how quickly this team could score? But all right. Okay, let's get it back. Let's get it back. I, I, I shouldn't be upset. Pittman goes off for a delay of the game. And the Bears' power play tries to get going. And they're just stifled at the blue line. And Poltorinsky pops it out. Pops it out. Hammond a defenseman. It's a two-on-one. And Polinsky gets shoved in into the... God. We try to get the puck out again. The slingshot back in. Can't get through the neutral zone. Here come the Firebirds again. Right in. Three-on-two. Shot on Shepard. He fights it away. But the Firebirds take it right to the corner. What are we doing? This power play freaking sucks. I thought the regular season was bad. Firebirds kill it off. Birds kill it off. And they dump the puck right back in. Pittman fires down low. Cameron Hughes, he shoots, he scores! 3-1! 3-1! Cameron Hughes, his fourth! Have you seen nothing what this guy has done? Hughes is fourth. Petman is sixth and second of the game. Andrew Poltolorinsky. His eighth assist. 3-1 after one. The Bears had seven shots in the first five minutes and three after the remainder of the period. The Firebirds had eight shots in the 15 minutes of the first period and three of them went in. What are you doing? Do you not understand what is at stake here? Well, it's two chances to win one. Shut up! And I'm hearing it on the broadcast too. Well, the the ice appears to be very bouncy today because it's very hot outside. Who cares? Are you even listening to yourself when you say this? When you say stuff like this? Who cares about the ice? I don't. I care about the play that's happening. The Firebirds are right in this. They are right in this. But all right. And I'm hearing it from the people around me. Well, looks like I'll see you Wednesday night. Well, looks like it's going to be seven. Seven. It's come on, boys. Come on, bears. Get it together. Yes, Helen, I can hear you. Gosh, why did I even come out here? And it's myself and my buddy Joe walking around. My buddy Jesse's not there. And he works, and that's fine. And I feel an un- and I feel a familiar, uncomfortable feeling in my chest as I'm walking around. I walk around, and I'm not talking. And... And I think Tanya, of Brian, friend of the show, he puts up with me, just looks at me and goes, well, that was a period of hockey, and I just glare at her. And and she walks off, and it's nothing against her. It's just one of those, don't talk to me. I've just seen a really bad period of hockey. And unless you're one of a few people who are inside my inner circle, then I'm not in the mood. But I also like to thank a few other Bears fans who came out and said something to me. You know, who appreciated the podcast and everything. That means a lot to me. It really does. 
but it's 11 o'clock at night. I can feel my body telling me, what are you still doing up? You should be in bed with the wife by now. I know. I already got the goodnight text from my wife. So we go back at it. Second period underway. Second period. Oh, here comes the hockey players. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Wrong show. So the Bears come back at it and we're trying. But again, it's the same damn thing. It's the same thing. Neutral zone breakup. Puck gets dumped in. There's the court. Throw the puck in the corner. Firebirds get at it. Four check? What the hell is that? But the Bears actually do get a rush up. It's a three on two led by Beck. Comes in from the bottom of the circle. Backhand. He scores! He scores! It went in! Oh my goodness! It went off a firebird and into the net! Three two! Big Beck! Big beefy boys! Big Beck beats Joey. Riley Sutter gets an assist. Logan Day gets his 11th. 3-2. I'm back in this. Okay. Okay. We got something. Cool. We got something. All right. Okay. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to sit there. And what's the what's the TV crew coming by here doing? Going, excuse me, excuse me. And it goes right for Brian's family. Because of course... Because, of course. So I just get up out of my seat and I go out of the way and they're there talking and and everything. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You're okay. You're safe. There's a lot of people here. You don't know a lot of people here. And the, t- and the audio here stinks. I can't see the puck very well. I can't really watch the game that well because... Because of the giant center screen and the ratio and all that, it's hard to follow it. This would have been a lot better if I was in the 200 level and I was actually eye level with it. How the heck does the feed for Texas a lot better than this? But the Bears take another penalty. Connor McMichael goes off for hooking. And the Bears hold off the Coachella Valley power play a bit. Okay, feed the puck down low. Joey Decord gets it and... Down the ice it goes. Right to Cole Lind. Who's got him? Lind walks in on the circles. He shoots. He scores! Hunter! There was nobody in front of you, Hunter! What are you doing? Cole Lind. His eighth. Joey Decord. His third assist. 4-2. And it's right back. And I'm like, Done. We're done. We're done here. We are absolutely done. And you can kind of feel that start to turn in Giant Center. You a little bit. You, 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 you felt it. I did. I did. And people there can delude themselves all they want. You know what people were more interested in there? The horns. Going the... I don't care if they're kids' favorite. People are trying to listen to the game. It's much different if the game's actually happening because then you can watch the whole thing. But you could tell people were bored because this game's going nowhere. The Bears only get three shots all period. Being outshot 16-13. Coachella Valley's two for four on the power play. You know. You absolutely know. Into the third. And I'm thinking about, you know... 
if this doesn't go well, I'm getting out of here. It's near midnight. I'm not having a good time. I'm not happy. I don't want to be near anyone. I don't want to be near people. And as I'm walking around the second in and second intermission, there's the bell, and there's a couple of hockey do bros that just grab the bell and start going ding 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 ding. We want the cup. We want the cup. Ding 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 ding. We want the cup. We want the cup. And I turn around and I just look at them. They're like, I think it's high schoolers, like 19 or 20 year olds, just swinging the hell out of the bell. And I can't believe what's going through my head as I'm seeing this. And I just, I look and I just go, that's not Hershey. That's not us. Well, what do you have against people having fun? That's not having fun. That's being obnoxious. Well, they're just trying to get everybody pumped up with the, the, you know, gotta stay positive. We want the cup chant. There's a difference between being positive, getting people going, which Brian, friend of the show, is very good at. He can do that. What that is, that is a grotesque display of idiocy. And I'm just like, no, no, I'm done. So I stand out near the, the, the corner, and I'm just watching the third. I grab, I grab our child, and we walk around. And I go to the 101, and I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. Let's just see what happens. Firebirds work the puck back in. Alexander True off the half wall finds Cole Lind. Cole Lind kneeling one-timer. He scores 5-2. Cole Lind is second of the game. Alex Drew, his 12th. Brogan Rafferty. And me and about a quarter of the people just go, done. We're done. I'm done. I'm done. In the words of Eric Cartman, screw you guys. I'm going home. Leave it. Leave this. Freaking believe this. And I walk out. <laughs> the entire parking lot's dark. Lovely. Lovely. The entire parking lot is dark, like my soul. <sighs> Keep the phone light on as I'm walking out. As I'm walking out, I try to do the side exit, but no, that's blocked off because of reasons. <sighs> so I drive back around a dark parking, parking lot and I just go home. I don't even listen to the radio. I don't. I know where this is going, and I'm mad. I am mad and I am pissed off and I have no outlet because my wife is in bed sleeping. I did a recap video on the fan club section and you know what? I'm just going to warn everybody right now. This is I, I'm going to vent. I'm not looking for solutions from all of you Bears fans. And if all of you just want to turn off and walk away right now and I'll see all of you Wednesday, then, then all right. Thank you for listening to the show, but... But the guns are loaded, and I've been holding this in for like the past, it's about 11 a.m. for about the past 12 hours. So if you don't want to hear this, we'll shake our hands, and I'll see all of you Thursday. But for the rest of you, all right, all right, this was absolutely pathetic. I'm mad at the Bears. I am mad because I wasted my time on a Monday night to watch this crap. 
The fact that this team, once again, in a big game, in a big moment, in the second to highest stakes you're going to have all this season, did what they usually do this season and just laid a big, fat, wet turd on the ice in Coachella Valley. Again. Third time you've done this. And I just, I, I, I feel pissed off. I feel upset. Because last week, you made me believe. You made me believe. That this team could do this. That you could possibly do this. Three close games. Playing our style. Playing dirty. Playing filthy. Two overtime games. And yet, in the moment when we expect you to rise to greatness, can't even get the puck through the neutral zone, don't want to shoot, don't want to challenge Joey, don't want to play ugly, went in there, one goal would be enough. And I know the Carter Farm stand, they applied logic as to why we didn't play well after the first period. And the way I saw it, it's like they stopped. It's like they stopped playing. It's like they stopped. And I know their power play is good. Coachella Valley's power play is really good. It's like 22%. With all the talent they have, it should be. But with all the talent we have, we should be able to match it. I believed in you! I spent half the day worried that you were, we were finally going to hoist the cup. I haven't had this much butterflies in my system since Pittsburgh-Nashville Game 6. And it's not a feeling I like to have. I kind of felt this way with, with Vegas and Florida. And at least Vegas hasn't let me down. I know a lot of you will listen to this and be like, well, it's just hockey, bro. It's game seven. And they've done a really good job. They've gotten as far as they can. It's so nice. We're right there! But that's not good enough. It's not! We're Hershey! Damn it. We raise Calder Cups. We don't care about conference championships. The history, the prestige, the cups, the everything. I'm just... I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. This has been a two-month slog of being invested in this team. And I don't want it to be for nothing. I want to look back on this with a trophy in our hands and go, it was worth it. It was worth it. If Coachella Valley would have ended it in Hershey, I would have went, well, they're the better team. They're the absolute better team. But you brought us up to 3-2. You've made us believe that you can pull this off. But yet you just go out there and be the same old Bears you were in games 1 and 2. And yes, Coachella Valley's really good at home. 
So we're staring down a game seven tomorrow night. And that's it. That is it. There's nothing else after this. There's no more chances. Backs are up against the wall, running out of time, running out of oxygen. I believe we can put on our best work. And you have to. Because this is it. This is absolutely it. I don't know. I don't know how Game Seven's going to go. <laughs> In the words of Uncle Doc, it'll take seven. And Bears fans, I don't know what to say. I've run out of all my sayings. I've run out of how I can feel. I've run out of everything. Because it's been two months. And it's all come down to a game seven. I wanted to hoist the cup last night. I wanted to make staying up late that night worth it. And to bring home to my hockey kids to hug my wife in bed and say we want it. Take all the kids out and play Phil Collins' Take Me Home. And that could still happen Wednesday night. I'm staring down work the next day. <laughs> but as I've said, the hockey gods demand sacrifice of us all. I am not going to the watch party on Wednesday night. Because of some social anxiety issues I have. And if it's going to be the end, I want it to be among my family. I want it to be among the plush kids that we have. That's the people I want to be with. And it's nothing against all of you. I need to be where I'm com comfortable. And for all of you, it's one more game. One more game. On a programming note, this is probably the next to last or second to last episode of the season. There will be a Game 7 recap regardless of of what happens. And maybe some of you think I sound defeatist right now. But after what I saw last night, it's hard. Prove me wrong, Hershey. Prove me wrong, boys. One more time, prove everybody wrong. Prove, prove no cow wrong. Prove people wrong. Game seven, there'll be a recap and a sum up of everything. And then, that is it. There will be no new episodes for probably a couple of weeks. Because if I can be honest with all of you, and I can just take the headphones off for a second, I'm burned out. I am absolutely burned out. And I'm happy that the end's coming, but I want it to be a happy ending. But I'm ready to step away for this microphone for a couple of weeks because I needed to recharge my batteries. And maybe all of us do too. Maybe we all need to get away from each other for a while, but maybe with some happy memories. But I'm rambling. I'm rambling, Bears fans. So for one last time in these playoffs, with the line in the sand and the moments at hand, I'll make them hear me. We'll make them hear us. We'll bring the cup back home.
It's somewhere out there in the desert. And with the line in the sand and the moments at hand. And I'm ready. And you're ready. The hockey world's ready. Me? Ready as I'll ever be. See you tomorrow night. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears.